No competitions. Hey, no competitions. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? It's No Comp, the podcast. You are here, and it is the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm with you, rocking with Terrence Tennant, a.k.a. Big T. Uh, I am the creator and founder of No Competitions, No Competitors, the brand, and today, and you are listening to the No Comp Podcast, the Sports and Health Wellness Podcast. Uh, today, we'll be discussing a lot of sports. Uh, we will be going over our small health health wellness tidbit today also uh continue to speak about the coronavirus that's affecting everybody and continue to find some ways to keep yourself safe and just some information that the cdc gives on a daily basis so far as how to keep yourself safe in this time of crisis but uh to shed some light on this time we're going to talk about some sports and tonight we're going to speak on this craziness that's going on in the NFL, and but we're gonna speak on the quarterback side of it. So you know, tonight we got this 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 podcast labeled tonight as the QB Shuffle. I labeled that because of a lot of changes going on and free agency with QBs. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump straight into it because we got some QBs to go over tonight. We're gonna be getting in depth with some stuff about some contracts. Uh, but to start it off, we're going to go with what the big news has been all day today, and that is Tom Brady. And who is Tom Brady going to choose as his team? But first off, the biggest thing was Tom Brady coming out this morning, giving his announcement that he was no longer going to be returning to the New England Patriots. Uh, you can go on social media and find both letters that he wrote to the Patriots thanking them for the time he had been there. Also, you can find a letter he wrote to the fans uh, about the time and the support they showed since him being there. Uh, For a minute, Tom's choices was looking slim. Uh, They were starting to look slim, you know, with some contracts had been made, some teams solidifying their spots at quarterback. So it was starting to look a little slim for Tom. But now it's starting to look up for him because as the day went on, you know, uh, yesterday it looked kind of slim as some of the other contracts were made. But today was a new day for Tom. He made his announcement. Uh, Of course, the Patriots uh, also released a statement thanking Tom for his time there. And of course, you know, the Kraft family made their statement about uh, appreciating Tom. But we're going to talk about Tom's future. The 43-year-old who will be 43 in this upcoming season. Uh, in my opinion, depending on where he lands, uh, the two options they had at the moment was Tampa Bay and the Chargers. But now, as the day goes on, it's looking slim because Tom's team did release a statement stating that they would like to stay on the East Coast. So it's looking good for the Bucks. Uh good thing for Tom and the Bucks, I would say, you know, he about to get two weapons, Godfrey, uh, and he about to get a big receiver on the outside. So he gonna be doing his thing with receivers. Uh I think they got a few good running backs that can do a little something. But uh the biggest thing is that Tom gonna be with Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians, we all know 
is an offensive guy. Uh, loves to pass the ball, so that's something that we're gonna be ready to see. The only thing I got against that is, you know, depending what, no matter where he would have landed, he was gonna be blessed with some talent offensively. Uh, I think the Chargers would have been a little bit better because defensively, they are much more stout. I thought he would have chose Chargers, uh, but you know he haven't made an official decision yet. But it's looking more like he's gonna choose Tampa Bay at this moment, just because of all the uh, things that's going on. So it's looking more like Tampa Bay may be landing Tom Brady. Uh, I'm sure that tomorrow we'll have an official statement. Uh, maybe before the night is out, we'll have an official statement. But it's looking like Tom will be going to Tampa Bay. I would have chose San Diego just because of the how the team is put together uh, defensively. Tampa Bay, great defensively so far as stopping the run. Uh, that box defense is pretty good, but they're still having some issues in that secondary. So that's where I would have made it kind of shady for Tom Brady to go. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's what he chooses. Uh, the best fit for him and what he thinks he has the best fit. The best chance is also to make it to the Super Bowl because we all know that time was dwindling for Tom. So he got to make the best choices right now. And Bruce Arians being an offensive-minded coach uh, seems like it would be a great idea. And he has some offensive weapons to help him out. Uh, some big names, very big names, 2,000-yard two yard receivers. He's going to be with in Tampa Bay if that is the choice uh but that is looking like the choice but we will see and we will know more maybe by the end of the night or as the time comes to a close of free agency which I think is tomorrow uh but we'll see what happens with that and we'll have more news on that as it unfolds the next quarterback we're going to be talking about is Ryan Tannehill uh, I spoke a little bit about Ryan Town here in my last episode, so we're just going to do a, a quick uh, rundown of Tannehill and what's going on with Tannehill, but uh, I did state his new contract that he did sign with Tennessee, 118 mil for 14 years, not 14, but four years, I meant 14, but four years, uh, some of the players wish they'd get it like that. But that, that'll never be the case in the NFL uh, with how those contracts are put together. But 118 mil for four years, 62 guaranteed. As soon as he signed the contract, he gets 62 million guaranteed. Uh, 91 total guaranteed. So you know that's uh, that's that within that NFL contract. Uh, that's that pay to play and being at practice and meetings and he'll get that. That's guaranteed as long as he's doing within. The things he need to do within his contract, so you know that's 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 just what that's going on. Uh, I'm guessing Tennessee gave him that contract based off what he did last year performing. Performance uh, coming in week six. I mean, he did come in mid-season. Defense wasn't prepared for him. You know, a lot of times in the NFL, if defense ain't prepared for you, they ain't spent that time to look into who you are or put that focus on you defensively, then you, you may have a great game. You're going to get off, especially if you if you're a player. But lots of time, if you made it to the league, you got some type of talent. So if if nobody going to practice for you, uh, prepare for you, 
then it's a lot of chances. A lot of chances you gonna you gonna do well. Also, I think a lot of time defense is spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to stop that big bus sitting back there in the backfield. Uh, Derrick Henry, who I feel like got railroaded. Uh, Ryan Tannehill got a four year deal. He got a franchise tag. So that's and franchise tag is something crazy because that's them just giving you a one year deal, pretty much paying you what the market is. For one year, uh, and 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 there's a lot to go into that, but I'm I'll probably discuss a little bit more about the franchise tag when I got that foolishness I got to discuss uh, coming up in the second. But on to Ryan Tannehill, we're gonna talk about some of Tannehill's numbers from last year, his 2019 numbers. Uh, he was he had the highest QBR at 90. Uh, I mean, then again, he started at week six. He didn't have to pass too many, too much. Uh, pass completion, he was 201 out of 286 passes. Uh, he had 27 and 42 total passing yards. 22 touchdowns, only six picks. Uh, I'd say that was pretty much uh, some stats that reflected pretty much how Tennessee's offense ran. And they pretty much ran the ball. Derrick Henry carried them through that playoffs, in my opinion. I'm pretty much everybody's opinion, whoever watched the games. If you watch the games, then you know Derrick Henry was the guy carrying them those games. Uh, over 150 yards in, in two playoffs games. That's unheard of. You had to been killing it. Tannehill, who I think is a uh, middle-of-the-pack quarterback to me. In my opinion, middle of the pack, he pretty coming out of Texas and them as a wide receiver. Uh, I'm not sure why the Dolphins felt that he was the guy to bet the bank on, but they felt that he was the man. Uh, two of his best years, I would say, was around 2014-2015, where he had over 4,000 passing yards in both those seasons uh but outside of that nothing special with his numbers uh i would say titans may have overpaid ryan Tannehill. in my opinion they may have overpaid him so uh derrick henry i'll be pretty upset at the moment because they decided to franchise tag you after you carried the load and just decided to give Ryan Tannehill the money for, I guess, just being the quarterback at the moment you was carrying this team through the playoffs. And that's all I can really say on that because that's really what it was. Uh, but enough about Tannehill. We're going to go ahead and move on. And the next quarterback we have is Kurt Cousins, a.k.a. Big Dollar Cousins. Hey, Big Dollar Cousins, who, hey, who managed who managed two days before this free agency frenzy to get a two-year extension added to his beautiful deal that he had already received. Uh, the deal had one year left on it. Um, uh, one year left. He got a, a two-year extension on that. The two-year was worth 66 mil with him getting 61 million guaranteed. Now, I don't know. What else you can say about Kirk Cousins other than him and his agent are geniuses? Because that's that's two contracts back to back that Minnesota, I guess, and they said he's the guy. Apparently, they believe in Kirk Cousins' 
Uh, they see in him what some of us other people don't see in him. Uh, but I'm just give you the, some quick rundown stats of Kirk Cousins' season last year. He was sixth in passing, um, 3,603 passing yards. Um, not too many. Not he didn't do too too bad. But just to think about this, in his last game we seen against the 49ers. Kirk had 172 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception in that game. Uh, we don't forget about the times that you know he had his receivers at the beginning of the, or towards the beginning of the season complaining about his gameplay. And you know uh, I understand ten, the uh, the Vikings is a play action team, so if Dalvin Cook doing good, then then. Then the rest of the team doing good. Kirk Cousins doing very good if Dalvin Cook doing good because now the defense is focused on Dalvin Cook and it opens up the play action and they're a play action team. That's pretty much what the offense is. They're going to run, run, run. When you get when you focus on stopping the run, they're going to play action and that's when Kirk opens it up. But we can't forget about all the issues they was having at the beginning of the season where people was complaining about Kirk, uh, players, uh, and then, you know, a lot of them tried to take it back, what they were saying, Diggs being one of them. Then he took, you know, just not to have no team issues during the season. You don't want to cause no issues during the team. You don't want to be that guy uh, because, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, they'll, they'll give you a different face, you know, if you start being the guy causing a lot of issues, being this disruptive person. So I guess he decided not to do that, just decided to keep it to himself, hold it in towards the, till the end of the season where he's now not even a Viking. So that's pretty much solidifies that that conversation on that uh, that they tried to hide. But, you know, congratulations to Kurt. Continue to keep getting his money. Uh, but we all know, well, myself, in my opinion, and maybe some some other people that watch football just – you know when Kurt's out there, you just don't feel it. You know every time it's a big game, you just don't feel it. When it's when it's time for some for some lower tier teams for the Vikings to play, and they can't stop the run and they can't stop the play action. You and Kurt in his bag, you be like, "Hey, Kurt got it." And you know you know he the guy that can make the game competitive, maybe at at half. But a lot of times, you just don't feel it with Kurt. Uh, I don't feel it with Kirk. I know, I'm, and and a lot of this may just be my opinion, but uh, I know I I watch a lot of sports. I watch football a lot, and if you watch football, you have to you you gotta feel it too, and uh, you just know that a lot of times in them big games, you just feel it that Kirk just sometimes not gonna get the job done, or the pressure's gonna get to him, and it's it's just a lot. But he manages to get his money. And the Vikings managed to keep paying them. I'm guessing they, if if they feel that they got their guy, then money well spent. You can't you can't put too much into that because you know they both sides are happy. So you know, I'm guessing money well spent for them. And that's all I can say on Kirk Cousins. But uh. Before we move to the next subject, I just wanted to point out how two quarterbacks who was I feel like were 
pretty much bottom of the pack guys. Uh, outside of Tom Brady, who pretty much his history will speak for him every time you even speak his name. Uh, six Super Bowls, he's done more than enough. But outside of Tom Brady, the other two guys I spoke of are pretty much that mid-tier quarterback level. Uh, maybe Kirk a little bit better than Tannehill. But to me, they both at a level lower than the guy I'm about to speak on, who I feel like at the moment is getting robbed. And and I think everybody knows who I'm about to say. And I'm going to say it, Dallas Nation, y'all out here tripping. Jerry Jones, what is you doing? Why ain't nobody gave Dak his money? Uh, yesterday, everybody received the news that Dak would be franchise tagged. And when I said I speak on the franchise tag, I go ahead and do so. When somebody is franchise tagged, that's a team just putting a one-year tag on them, giving them a one-year contract, uh, trying to take away any possibility of them being you know, traded or anything like that. So just trying to, that's the team solidifying that player, but it's only for one year. Uh, Dak, who's been on a fourth round draft pick contract for four years now and, and on a discount for four years, I'm guessing Dallas Cowboys decided if, if, you know, if he's been on a discount this long, why wouldn't he consider a discount now? I don't know if that's the mindset that Dallas has. I'm sure it's not because uh, at the end of the day, both parties uh, are doing business, discussing the best outcome for both sides. And I understand that on that part. But at the end of the day, if you're Dallas and you feel like Dak Prescott is your guy, why not pay that man? Why not pay him? We just seen today Amari Cooper got five years, 100 mil. Uh, his contract puts him at 20 mil a year, right behind Julio, who's at 22 mil a year. So that's putting uh, Amari Cooper, who shows up in some games here and there, uh, that puts him in a in a good in a good range, uh, getting paid with receivers. But Dallas, if you botching this deal right now, who's gonna throw the who's who's gonna be throwing the ball? To Amari Cooper. You know what I'm saying? We watched Amari Cooper go out against Philly for no reason and just sit out. We watched Amari Cooper go out in, uh, in plenty of big games towards the end or drop balls or just feel like his head not in the game. And, and it's crazy. And they managed to make him happy, but you couldn't make your quarterback happy? And they offered in the in the franchise tag that they offered that is 33 mil. So that puts him in the range that puts him in the market of what quarterbacks are making today. But that's not what Dak trying to get, uh, you know, just reading around and, uh, you know what I'm saying, paying attention to everything that's going on, uh, just so far as what's been going on on Dak's side. They haven't really gave out a specific number, but just by – him turning down the contract that they offered at first that that 105 that would have put him at that 33 a year range lets us know that Dak feels that he is worth more than that and also with a lot of new things coming up with the CBA and uh the increase in pay Dak already knows that he should be getting paid more than that so I think why 
would Dallas do such a crazy thing and then wait last minute to do such a crazy thing? Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like if that's your guy, then that's your guy. I'm going to go over just a few quick stats. Uh, for Dak last year, second in passing in the league. The man was second in passing in 2019. With 4,902 4, passing yards, 30 total touchdowns, and only 11 picks. You know what I'm saying? And the man progressing every year. Four years he, he's giving you on a contract, uh, a big discount contract, a fourth-round pick contract. You didn't feel like he was going to start or ever play because you thought Tony Romo was going to last a little bit longer. Tony Romo didn't last much longer. Dak came in, and as soon as Dak came in, he changed the environment in Dallas and and you guys felt like he was your guy. If you felt like he was your guy, then you got to pay him. You had four years to pay this man. You had the opportunity. If 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 Jerry Jones was doing business that good, then the deal would have been done earlier so that way they wouldn't be stuck in, in this situation. And I agree with Dak being upset with that contract being given. Okay, that's $33 million. Yes, but... <clears throat> This is what you got to consider on Dax and 33 million for one year. I'm the starting quarterback. I'm supposed to go out here and risk myself. Now, if I get hurt within this one year that you only paying me that I'm on this contract and I don't, and you know what I'm saying? Now that takes away my chance of making big dollars. I miss this year because I don't agree with the 33. Now that's, you know what I'm saying? Me missing a year. That's exposure. You know, that's a time, that's time that they'll try to say another year of my, uh, of age. They'll try to add to it. You know, the NFL try to add some stuff to it. But at the end of the day, the deal doesn't seem like a good deal for Dak Prescott. To me, uh, I'm for the player getting paid. You know, you got out here risking your body, uh, Every Sunday, uh, Monday, if you have a game, Thursday, if you got a game, either way it goes, you go out here risking your body. Uh, so, and if you making the, and you making tons of money for the organization when you do so, so you should be getting paid for so. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I think they should get a man's money. Uh, the only thing I can say for Dallas is, I guess the plan for them would be, you know to offer him this one year and then and then next year try to break the market with offering him a four-year deal that'll make him happy but you know what i'm saying I, that's the thing i want to understand if you can do it next year why couldn't you do it this year why couldn't that be the case this year why couldn't that get his money this year why couldn't the man get his money this year? If you could do it next year, why couldn't it be this year? Because now you're asking him to go out here and risk himself a year for $33 mil And, you know, if something happens, then he's just fresh out. And you can cut that. And you can cut that. You can cut it a little bit less after that. That's if you, you feel that he's the guy. But you only offering him one year is is crazy. You know, I'm going to try to run down some some things that, that could make sense. So, you know what I'm saying? I wrote down a little, a little pros and cons. Uh, you know, I, was, I can only say from the Dallas standpoint, you know, uh, with that big deal getting cut, history, you know, that they I guess nowadays, nowadays they want to say 
talk about the history of people getting paid and then not able having not being able to have the funds to go and get people to help them uh to be successful on the offensive side and all this and that but at the end of the day you know just like some other people have mentioned in the sports world that's not Dak's problem you know uh, at the end of the day, what's being paid to who and that and this and that is not that problem. In order to make that uh, Amari Cooper deal, they had to shed some shed some money from other people's deal. Two other people did offensive lineman deal. Uh, also, they had to uh, re- redo Zeke deal in order to get that deal done. But at the end of the day, it's not that problem. If if the quarterback's your your captain of the ship, you know what I'm saying. You want to make your you want to make the your captain happy. You want to make sure that person is happy. I guess another point I could guess I would try to say that Dallas would be saying is Dak did only uh, take the team to 8-8 eight and eight last year. They did miss the playoffs. Uh, they could be suspect about that 8-8 eight and eight season or they could be suspect about this, that, that playoff loss the prior season and and what may be going on. With that, uh, only thing I can say is I just need Dallas Nation to decide what was the issue for that eight and eight season last year. Because if now, if ownership want to hesitate on paying somebody the money because of a eight and eight season last year, but at the beginning, you know, a lot of people was wanting to blame Jason Garrett, who is now in New York. So if what was the reason for getting a whole new coaching staff outside of a new play caller if Dak was the issue? You know, if you felt like he was the issue and if you still suspect on if he would be the guy to take you to that to that ship and take you to that bowl game, then I, I'm not sure. If he ain't proved enough by now, then, you know, the guy continues to get better every year, every year, every year. Who says that, you know, you guys giving him that security doesn't make him, doesn't put him over the top. So that that could be something to look at. And it's crazy because, you know, that's just, that's something that a lot of teams don't usually face uh wait till a contract gets to the end like this then with a young quarterback and then decide that oh we're not sure and and now you want to franchise tag them and that's crazy because it not got to that point because let's just think about some people that came into Dak's draft class with him that did get paid and before they uh rookie contracts was even close to being done and then, and two people that I mean a lot of people gonna mention. I'm gonna go ahead and mention them too. Was Jerry Goff and Carson Wentz. You know, both got both got paid their money before their contracts was even close to being up. And and that was just a show of teams believing in in their quarterback, their young quarterback. This is our young quarterback. We believe in him. We drafted him. We feel like he's gonna be the guy. Let's go ahead and give him that money. Let's go ahead and give him that security so he could just be preparing to win us games. And that's the mindset you want your quarterback to have. But instead you got Dak out here fighting for a contract, deciding like you know, he don't have no on field or off field issues. He he come in, he a captain, he come in battle. That's what you want from your quarterback. 
So, I mean, I'm not sure what Dallas play is here, but it, it was just something that just seems a little crazy to me. Uh, I just want to state, you know, who Dallas backup quarterbacks are. And, you know, you uh, unless they got some plans to be, be with one of them, you got Cooper Rush and you got Clayton Thor- Thorson. Those are your guys behind Dak Prescott. So, I mean, if you feel like one of those guys can take the reins and make it happen for you, then maybe maybe, maybe you guys should have showed some insight on that being the case a little bit sooner than last minute. Trying to just offer, trying to seem like they're just trying to offer whatever they can offer last minute to Dak, and it doesn't seem fair to Dak, and it's crazy. And though it is crazy, I'm not going to spend too much more time on it. We're going to try to see how that plays out. Uh, see if Dak pull a Le'Veon Bell. Or see if somebody in Dallas side gets in his ear and try to sweet talk him and persuade him that the deal isn't a bad deal to hold off. But then again, if that's the case, you have to, you have to guess... Or just try to figure out what would Dak's play look like next year. You know, me being on this unsecured contract, you never know. And and you know, a lot of times these players have to have to have to consider those type of things. You know, do I want to go out here and and give my all and fight for something that I've already proven myself for, uh, or do I want to protect myself and you know protect my body? and give myself the best-case scenario in this situation. And that's just the real with that situation. So, But we're going to go ahead and move on from that craziness. Dallas Nation, I don't know what y'all doing, but we're going to move on to the next quarterback, and I got Drew Brees. Drew Brees, another Asian quarterback, just like my boy Tom. Uh, both great quarterbacks, but in my opinion, the um, the old quarterback era is over in football. The era of quarterbacks just sitting back there winging it to people is over just off the fact that defenses are getting faster and faster and faster and getting smarter and defensive ends and defensive tackles are finding a thousand more ways to get around them hands and them big bodies of that offensive line. But Asian Drew Brees gets him a two-year extension. Well, a two-year deal, pretty much. He would have hit the uh, free agency market, but the Saints chose not to let that happen, giving him a two-year, $50 million deal to remain as the Saints quarterback for the upcoming season. Uh, just a quick rundown of some of Bree's stats from last year. Of course, we all know uh, during that Rams game, he did injure his thumb where that where he missed a majority of the season, but uh, yet still with the regular season and some playoffs game, managed to conjure up 3,187 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. Uh, he did miss a lot of the season, so you know, that did speak for, you know, a large of numbers. But in my opinion, the past two seasons, Bree, uh, Bree's numbers had been seen to have been dwindling. In my opinion, 
uh, starting in 2018, 2019, uh, due to the injury, wasn't much different. But uh, a lot of things I would say I see uh, different was just the deep ball. And that's a lot of things that's, that's going on with these older quarterbacks. You know, they don't have their arm power. I'm not sure what it is. Or they they trying not to wear their arm out. Or if they just don't have that, that power to get that thing down there. Or if they just don't feel like they got the power. But they don't have the accuracy to get it down there. Uh, but just a lot of things about these older quarterbacks now. Uh, I know they feel like they can play to their 1,000. But that gameplay on the field don't look the same from from years ago. Young Breeze don't look like Breeze of now, um, and and that's just what it looks like to me. That may be just my opinion. Like I say, a lot of this is my opinion on some of these things. But stats, I do look up stats, and I do try to let the stats speak for themselves. But Drew Brees' numbers did drop in 2018 and 2019. 2019, he did suffer an injury, but the numbers in 2018 still did drop tremendously from his other years where he was averaging up to 4,000 to 5,000 passing yards last year. They did drop uh, a little bit. And you would wonder how they would continue to drop or why the chances of deep balls ain't ain't as much in these seasons nowadays and I and it's like I try to just focus on the quarterback aspect of it because the a lot of these quarterbacks that we're speaking on do have talent around them and Drew Brees being one of them you do have pretty, maybe the best wide receiver in football right now at Michael Thomas as a good number one and he can get down the field you do I got some other deep threats that can get down the field also but you got a guy who can get down the field and, you know, I just feel like a lot of the chances to go down the field ain't as great as they used to be. I feel like now they become a a, a short-range show where a lot of times they they holding out on their running back at the beginning of the games, and then it becomes strictly all running back dump-offs towards the end of the games and slants to Michael Thomas, in routes to Michael Thomas, uh, just a lot of uh, screens to Michael Thomas, just anything short to get the ball in Michael Thomas' hands, nothing that's really got Drew Brees dropping back and looking and scanning the field and going down the field as much anymore. It may be an offensive line issue. That could be an issue, but I would think uh, at the end of the day, just a lot of times these older quarterbacks, and I do watch a lot of these games, these older quarterbacks just not getting the ball down the field, maybe underthrowing it a lot of times, or just seem like that power just isn't there. Uh, maybe they can get it down there, like I said, but maybe the accuracy isn't there, and they may be just feeling it. But uh, at, th- at this time, Drew Brees, I-, I don't want nobody to think that I'm saying that Drew Brees has fell off, but I'm just saying so far as deep balls, it's looking kind of shaky. But so far as the competitiveness, it's not fell off at not one bit. Uh, thus the reason, you know, New Orleans putting the bank back on them so far as another two years just to see what he can do within that age. Uh, so, you know, they still believe in him. I don't think that it's over with for him because of the talent that he still has around him so far as their defense also. So he might be able to pull a uh, Peyton Manning and, you know, do some short balls down the field and let that defense and everybody else 
take over and get him another uh, Super Bowl. So it's not over for Drew Brees. I'm not hating and nothing like that. I'm just making stating some facts. Because uh, the numbers don't lie. Uh, okay, on to the next quarterback who was Drew Brees' backup. And that is Teddy Bridgewater, who will be in the Carolinas. Coming to the Carolinas, Teddy, I see you. Uh, Teddy did play very well for Drew Brees in his time of injury. Uh, Teddy did win every game he played while he was on that field. Outside of that Rams game where he came in for Drew Brees towards the end of the game, where I feel like uh, a lot of mistakes happened, not on Teddy Bridgewater's end. Uh, did happen on offense, special teams, and on defense, too. Uh, but but that, towards the end of the game, that defense did wake up for New Orleans. But we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater, uh, who just signed a new deal with the Panthers today for three years, 60 mil. That'll put him at $20 million a year. Uh, he signed that deal with the Carolina Panthers. And I think the Carolina Panthers may have found them a a, a good quarterback. You know, I believe in Teddy. Uh, in his time playing for Drew Brees, he had 1,384 passing yards, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. You know, uh, he was he he was playing well with that with that team. You know, had uh was able to scan the field a little bit more. I think that time with New Orleans, uh, pretty much just solidified, uh. A spot for Teddy Bridgewater in the NFL because I think that season and the time Drew Brees being down just was him playing just gave him the time to prove to everybody that he was still an NFL starting quarterback and he still had the capability of winning with uh, a great team and keeping the team in contention and possibly getting the team and uh, getting the Panthers in the playoffs. This may be the move the Panthers needed, a quarterback who was a, li- a little bit less body heavy. Uh, Teddy can move around, but he chooses not to, uh, chooses to just use his legs to keep his eyes down the field. And that's something that I'm pretty sure the Panthers would love. Uh, Teddy would be pretty much in, a, in almost the same situation leaving leaving the Saints outside of that big-time receiver in Michael Thomas. He will be getting with another outstanding uh, running back in Christian McCaffrey. So he will still have that uh, in his backfield. But I think it'll be a good thing for the Panthers and for Teddy. You know, a new start for both people uh, with the Panthers having that new management and everything. They was probably looking for somebody, a new face that they can carry that team with and um, with that new coach, they may be trying some new things out. So, congratulations, Teddy. You know, uh, after that injury, we all was skeptical about that thing. But, you know, he got it back together. Chose to stay with the Saints last year, even though he had the opportunity towards the beginning of the season to go with the Dolphins. But he chose to stick with the, Saint, the Saints. He cho- He chose right. I'm sure he was glad he didn't get into that fiasco they had in Miami. Just off saying that just off because of the season that Miami had last year. I'm, that's the only reason I say that. But I'm sure he is glad that he chose to hold it out, stick with the Saints, got his opportunity to play, 
and show his skill and show that he still had it. And congratulations because he was able to get a three-year deal from the Panthers. Teddy got his money. And we're going to see what the Panthers are going to do now that they got a new quarterback. And we're going to be and, and the next quarterback is the Panthers' old one. Uh, and we are speaking about Cam the Man Newton. Big Cam. And I would like to say that before I even speak on this situation, a lot of tension was in this in this situation because, you know, uh, early in the day, it was announced, Panthers announced that, you know, both sides agreed that Cam can, uh, you know, explore trades. Uh, but then Cam tried to come back on social media. Well, he did come back on social media. And you can find it on Cam's social media where he made a statement. I'm pretty sure it's going around social media now. Uh, in the Carolinas, uh, pretty heavy, pretty sure around the sports world because it was some a, 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 a small story that they wanted to speak on. It didn't get much play because of the Tom Brady thing, but it was a little something that it spoke on. It ain't but that, but he ain't Carolina's issue no more. But I want to say to Cam, you know, Cam did state that it was the Panthers' idea to move on. He he still had interest in being the Panthers' quarterback. But come on, Cam. This is a business, Cam. And you got you got some things you got to factor in, Cam. You got to factor in. They got the Panthers got a new owner, and they got a new coach and coaching staff. None of these people was there when you got drafted, Cam. You know, none of these people had a chance to even see what you could do last year due to your injury. You know, it's injuries happen in the league. You know, unfortunately. Uh, and he was subject to him, but you know that's that's just too many surgeries. I think that the owner and the new coaching staff said that they didn't feel the need to deal with because at the end of the day, if you think about it, they pretty much went and got the same quarterback, only a little bit smaller. They went and got Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback that can move around and throw the ball and run and run the offense. If they had wanted to run the same offense, he'd been over, he'd be able to run it. But I think. Uh, this new coach for the Carolina Panthers will be doing his own thing. Coming from Baylor, I'm thinking we'll see a little bit more spread, uh, a lot more passing. I'm pretty sure Christian McCaffrey will still get his numbers just because he's a star of that team. So, but for Cam and Cam's sake, it's just Cam just been dealing with too many injuries. I think in the past few years, I think that's what hurt him. Um, the shoulder, then the foot last year. Then it's like he tried to come back. But then again, blam the foot again. So, you know, I think that's that that played uh, a big factor in them choosing to go a separate way with Cam. A healthy Cam, I believe it would have been no question. He would have played last year, showed out, did his thing, kept them in contention of making the playoffs or so. This year we'd have been talking about Cam being a starter again with a new offense. That's the only difference we'd have been talking about. But I think just because of the injury factor and the history, with the injuries uh, and not, them not even being able to see what he can do the past season and a half pretty much because uh, uh, last year he didn't play in the season before that. Uh, it seemed like he was struggling to throw the ball a lot, so it wasn't really Cam we was watching out there. So I think that was a lot of issues going into that release right there pretty much, but a lot of tension going in that one because uh, Cam didn't want to go, but the organization – needed him to go but uh 
that's a thing. But then again, Cam do got some options out here. If if somebody want to consider picking up Cam, you know, if if that be the case, he got the Chargers right now may be the best case scenario for him. Now that Tom Brady might be looking like the Bucks, but he had the Chargers, Bucks, the Bears. Uh, I would say the Raiders maybe still. I want to throw the Raiders out there just because you know the Raiders did get pick up Marcus Mariota to be their second behind uh the number one but i don't think they sold on either one of them because you you know mariota just got released from a team and and an, another second tier quarterback just got a, paid a big contract because you was doing that bad in tennessee so i don't think they too las vegas too so on the two people they have in car and mariota so I wanted to throw the Raiders out there, but the Bears, the Bucks, but now with the Bucks looking like that's where Tom Brady may land, I'm thinking the Chargers for Cam Newton. And I say that because Chargers are and, and that'll be a good fit for Cam. You know, offense that's our that's that's put together pretty well. He wouldn't have to be so focused on him carrying the load so far as using his body to run around as much, although I think he wouldn't have had to as much in the Carolinas if Christian McCaffrey was more of an eye running back, more of a every down back, but he's more of a passing back, uh, more, of the, more of the catch out the backfield back. So I think if he would have been more of an eye back, uh, every down back, then he can maybe wouldn't have had to use his body as much so far as running around and making plays with his feet. But uh, that chapter of Cam's life is over, and it's a new chapter. We're trying to see who would be the best fit for Cam, although I think the Chargers may be hot on Cam because I think they already uh, feel that Tom Brady is going to the Bucks. So the Chargers may be the best fit for Cam. I don't see who else the Chargers may consider? Maybe Andy Dalton. But uh, I wouldn't say Cam could be a good fit for the Chargers. So I would say maybe Cam. But at the end of the day, we'll see. Uh, also, when more news comes out about that, I would try to make sure that we get on this thing. And so that way you guys can get the lowdown on that. Uh, the next quarterback, I'm going to go ahead and cover would be Philip Rivers and man 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 Philip Rivers ah Philip Rivers who had who did today sign a one year twenty five million dollar contract with the Colts uh Colts I don't know what y'all thinking you, you I would suggest that y'all just grow Brissett they want they made a statement that they don't want to let Brissett go they want to keep Brissett uh keep him around so that way he don't they don't miss out on him but i would suggest just keep reset and and just go go along with reset let him grow in that offense he was pretty good last year just give to give the man another year i don't see maybe they i mean but they with the guy every day so you know he's in the facility they see him uh so they know what's going on they know more than i do but from the eye i would suggest keeping keep it going with uh Brissette. but they chose to give a contract to 
Philip Rivers for one year, 25 mil. And the reason I have an issue with 38-year-old Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers, I'm going to just give a quick rundown of his career real fast. Philip Rivers in 2004 was the first round draft pick. Since that time, he hasn't won anything being with the Chargers. And, of course, he would go down as maybe one of the elite quarterbacks. But let me be honest, you give me, you know, uh, longevity as a team starting quarterback uh, with no chances of, and you know, with no hesitation or no thought of somebody else coming in to take my spot, and I'm just the guy, and I just get these years to continue to just be bad for you and throw all these passes. I'm pretty sure, in within that time range, I'll break them. I'll break half the records y'all got on this team, also, just just because of longevity. But. I'm not. I'm just not sold on Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers to me is just. I'm not sold on him. You know, and I'm not sure what the Colts had seen. Uh, of course, I mean, then again, they are being safe, only offering him that one year. You know, so if they feel like maybe they get to uh, preseason and it's not looking good, you're only paying the man one year, twenty five. Maybe you can just go ahead and just. Uh, part ways with that. It'll be an easy contract to part ways with and just go ahead and keep Brissett in the play. But I would suggest keeping Brissett. Uh, Philip Rivers just not, not has really been the guy to win big games for me. Uh, I don't see how they feel like he is. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have a different opinion about this. But then again, just think about it. Uh, the man has been there for years. The man has been the Chargers quarterback for years. Chargers haven't been in no Super Bowl under as him as the starting quarterback. Um what what playoff games has the Chargers won with him being the quarterback? Uh, I'm gonna go back to the two thousand and 18 season where everybody was feeling like that the Chargers was going to be the team in the Super Bowl. A lot of people thought that the Chargers was going to be in the Super Bowl based off just that they had the franchise quarterback. They had the young talent on defense, uh, the rushers. They had the receivers. They had the they running back, I meant. They had all the talent they needed. The offensive line wasn't too bad. They had all the talent they needed. That's why everybody projected them to be in the Super Bowl. And yet they had a first-round bye. Then after the bye, they come out and just straight lose it. Uh, Phillip Rivers being a big reason of that throwing interceptions. And it seems like that's just what he does when big when it's time to play a big game. So I'm not sure what the coach was doing. Uh, I'm going to just give a quick rundown of Philip Rivers' stats from last year. He did have some good passing yards. He had uh, he did reach that 4,000 mark. He was 4,615 passing yards, but 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Come on now, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. He almost had him an Eli season. And that's why I say, come on, because uh, it was it – was, 
plain it was in plain sight that Philip Rivers was the reason for that team's downfall. Although they had the contract issues with Melvin, uh, with Melvin Gordon, they still was able to get that situated. He still was able to come in and play towards the end of the season. So either way it go, he was able to still come and play. They got that patched up. So the run game didn't lose nothing. They still had a good run game. They still had their receivers. Everything was going well. It's just it was apparent that Phillip Rivers was the issue. And yet he was still out here was able to get him a deal. Uh, and that's crazy. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I guess, the, like I said, the coach didn't buy in him, buy in too much for him. You know, and then like they said, they was going to solidify him for him to play till he was 40 something. So uh, I'm guessing they didn't buy into him too much. Uh, I would suggest that they followed the Chargers suit and went ahead and just let him be because you see the Chargers didn't even fight to uh, try to offer him anything. Once once it was time to uh, start letting folks out, I'm pretty sure they was in there helping him get his bags together because that's just how he presented his 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 career. I mean, big game times. Philip Rivers wasn't coming to play. And that's like I like I said throughout some of the other ones that may just be my opinion, but at the end of the day, he didn't come play for me. It didn't seem like he came to play for me. So uh, I'm gonna just say that. And with that being said, I'm guessing both sides feel like they have what they want. So we'll see how that goes. All right, and that would conclude our sports part of the show tonight uh i want to thank everybody for listening you know what i'm saying to that sports end of it for those who are trying to get that itch for some of the sports news because we know the coronavirus took, them, took over all the other news but you know more nfl episodes will be coming in the next few days uh i'll try to discuss the new cba and try to give you guys a little bit more insight of what that means because it was a lot of things that went into that CBA, a whole lot of things that went to the CBA that uh, people don't know about. So I'm going to try to discuss and try to get some uh, details on what were some of the things that were agreed on in that. Also, try to discuss a little bit more about free agency as this as the free agency time period ends. Uh, and we'll have a better look at what everything's looking like, see what some of these teams looking like. Uh, so, you know, we got a lot of things coming up on the podcast. So everybody needs to be listening out and tuning in because we're talking about these things and we're trying to go in detail about these things, try to give a different voice about these things. So, you know, try to listen out because, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff about the NFL coming up, seeing that that's the only news we can report at the time. I will still be reporting things that's going on with the NBA, WNBA, and college hoops, uh, tennis, you know, race car, uh, for people that's into NASCAR, um, smaller race car leagues also, uh, just all types of sports, man. We're going to try to make sure we're keeping up with these things. Uh, but at the moment, we're going to be talking about the NFL because it is the only thing rocking and rolling right now. Uh, but that's enough about the sports. We're going to go ahead and get in the quick lit segment for the health and wellness part 
of this and also to keep it going about the health and wellness part about this we want to go ahead and mention uh, because we're all dealing with this today on a daily basis uh, the coronavirus uh, and everybody's I just want to make sure that uh, like I said on the last episode I'm not spreading the fear for it but making sure that everybody is cautious and mindful of it and just taking all the precautions that they suggest and like I said if you want to find any information on the coronavirus and accurate information I was just going to the cdc.gov and that's cdc.gov not .com .gov is the official site and I would suggest everybody go there to get their information on this virus disease or whatever they call it nowadays uh, but like one of the best things to do they would say is to just treat it as if you already have it that's what that was one of the best statements I had heard so uh, not stating that uh, no everybody got it but just treating it as if you already have it and that's just saying that be cautious about the things you're doing so far as make sure you're washing your hands um, make sure you wash your hands frequently if you're somebody that likes to go places and travel. Uh, but a big part of this health wellness part, we're going to spend on things you can do uh, so far as to help you fight this this crisis. But the things you can do to help you fight it within your body. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're having the best diets we can have at the moment. So that way our immune system is kicking and working well so that we can fight off anything that's going to be trying to attack our, our body and one of the biggest things i spoke on my last episode was uh foods to help boost your immune system so we're going to try to keep that going tonight and the series uh will be i'll be trying to uh try to create a series for it and the series i'm gonna discuss just like different foods and stuff you can try that can try to help you with uh implementing those things I suggested putting into your 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 daily diet so that way you can boost your immune system and tonight we're going to be talking about citrus fruits that are very very beneficial to the immune system because of the vitamin C and the fiber in a lot of citrus fruits and you know citrus fruits aren't pretty aren't aren't too expensive you can get it from the grocery store a lot of people grabbing a lot of things from the grocery store right now like waters i'm not sure what the big deal is with the with the tissue uh i don't i don't know what the tissue thing is but it seems like everybody grabbing tissue i ain't sure why but uh i would suggest grabbing the things that you need uh and vitamins is one of the things that you do need not just during these times, but on a daily basis, I would suggest that you put those things in your body. Uh, things like oranges, limes, mandarins, grapefruit, lemons. Uh, those are just a few of some citrus fruits that you can have uh, on a daily basis and that are easy to acquire on a daily basis. Uh, also, these are all, all things that you can place in a water to make the you know have your fruit sitting in the water for the people that like to drink those those type of cleansing waters uh, and they do help with that that case that scenario also so you know if you're the type of person that like to put the fruits in the water and drink the water you can get those benefits that way also uh, but I just want to make sure that everybody's doing their part to fight this thing and being safe 
and don't forget about your your uh healthy diets keep it going make sure you're doing the things you need to do continue to exercise your body every day if need so uh breaks are important also so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't suggest that somebody just work out seven days a week uh rest is uh, just as big uh part of working out as as the workout so make sure we do everything we need to do and your daily food intakes are the things you need on the things that's going to help you get to a healthier lifestyle uh also if you want to find more information on citrus fruits uh i i had a i read a great article on healthline.com that's healthline.com and the article was seven reasons to eat more citrus fruits and uh author was carrie ann jennings and the title once again i read it out it was seven reasons to eat more citrus fruit it was a great article i suggest everybody uh who's listening go and read it i'll make sure I try to post a little bit more about it on all my social media platforms so that way you can get that information also on that uh, also a lot of information for tonight episodes uh, you can find it on nfl.com profootballfocus.com healthline.com and also espnsports.com I want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this no competition no competitors movement we're trying to bring some big things to the world reach everyone we can with this health wellness segment uh the world has already woke up to better eating habits so you know here at no competition no competitor we just want to make sure we keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent because you know i feel like i have no competitors i want you to feel the same way that we have no competitors nobody's we got no competition out here you know and that's how i feel and that's how that's why i place myself and that's why i want you to place yourself so keep listening to the podcast you can find it on podomatic you know nocomp.podomatic.com or you go and follow me on follow the movement on all social media platforms at no comp and that's just at no comp and you can find it you know what i'm saying it's pretty easy to find but make sure you go out and find it go out and follow it go out and promote it go out and tell everybody about it we're trying to take this thing over uh you know also on each when you go find the link and go click on the link to find the episode there is a discussion box there for you know suggestions or if people want to just do a right to a uh, discussion so that way if they had their opinions on something i talked about tonight and they wanted to get their opinions across so you know you can go also and do that on the web page so just go out and promote it go out and share it to anybody who's willing to listen people that love sports people love taking care of themselves getting free information just go out and do that and we're gonna make this no comp thing a global thing yeah